0: This is Buck's First Thoughts, the news you need to get through your day in 45 minutes. Make sure you subscribe on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: One of the frustrations I have with what the Democrats do is they engage in so much uh, propaganda and are so relentless that we forget what we've already learned. And that's something that's going on right now. And I want to dive into that today. There are things that are clear to anybody who has an understanding of what has come before us what has happened previously in this country and in general but democrats like to reject that the same way they believe they can create a utopia they also think they can create a new narrative of history in order to get us there right so they just change the facts from the past to control the facts in the future but before we get into that, many of you are just starting out. You're buying a home, having babies, and building wealth. Well, there's something you absolutely have to do now to secure your family's future. you got to put this on your to-do list. Establish a will or trust at trustandwill.com. At trustandwill.com, setting up an estate plan is simple, convenient, and secure. For as little as $39, you can nominate guardians for your children, determine who gets your stuff, and plan for future medical care, all for the comfort of all from the comfort of your home. Look, hiring a traditional estate attorney can cost thousands and using a one size fits all template is not nearly specialized enough. Trust and Will documents are designed by estate planning experts and customized for the state you live in. All right, I've used this website. It's so straightforward. The whole process, you'll walk through it in minutes and you'll be all set up. Trust and Will is the most trusted name in online estate planning. The category leader on Trustpilot and they've helped hundreds of thousands of people protect their families' assets and legacy, gain peace of mind at TrustAndWill.com/buck. Just go to this website, do it today, get this done, put it at the top of your to-do list. Gain peace of mind at TrustAndWill.com/buck and get 10% off plus free shipping of your customized legal documents. That's right, just go to this website, put it at the top of your to-do list trustandwill.com slash buck. Go right now. This is really important. You'll get 10% off plus free shipping at trustandwill.com slash buck. Who does the Biden presidency remind you of so far? What what figure from our past comes to mind? Everyone's already saying it. That's right. And I wish I could say it was, you know, the guy that had a special fondness for, for interns and, and was just always trying to Hold the ladies of America close, hold them real close, maybe give a little squeeze just to know that they feel like he's there, you know, like like he's squeezing their hand. Obviously, that's what that's what good old Bill Clinton would want. He just that's the only thing he'd squeeze. No, not him. Jimmy Carter, friends, that's who people are already thinking about with Joe Biden. Another guy who seemed like he was weighing over his head, not up for the job and was able to create some of the things we're already seeing now. A sputtering economy, concerns about unemployment, kicking off inflation, gas lines, our enemies thinking that we don't actually know how to deal with them at home or abroad, right? There are so many things you look at with Carter and Biden, and I know people are already taking it to that next step of maybe, just maybe, there's a Republican who will come in after this as our second coming of Reagan... But for now, I just want to say that what we are seeing to me from the Biden administration makes us ask the question, is this guy actually Captain Obvious? Is this a guy, Joe Biden, who seems to not know what all the rest of us know? And then when he comes to the clear and obvious conclusion, wants a pat on the head. Okay, it turns out that. When you are just talking about raising taxes and spewing a lot of Marxist claptrap, hiring doesn't go as well as people who are focused on only that in the economy think it will. Right. You had uh, you had a couple of hundred thousand jobs added in April instead of the million jobs that Dow Jones was expecting. It was at least a half a million below most of the projections that I saw an enormous jobs miss. Why would that happen? Well. Because it turns out that when you just talk about raising taxes and spending trillions and trillions of dollars, different companies, different businesses say, hmm, how is that going to affect me? What's going to happen here? Maybe I'm going to ride this thing out a little bit before I make any major decisions. I'll give you another example of the Captain Obvious administration here. It seems that Biden is just figuring out now that People won't work if you are paying them, uh, won't work if you're paying them more than they would make from working. Biden is is still pretending that this is not the case, but it's pretty obvious uh, (laughs) using that word again. Play 14.
2: I know there's been a lot of discussion since Friday, since Friday's report, that people are being paid to stay home rather than go to work. Well, we don't see much evidence of that. That is a major factor. We we don't see that. That look. It's easy to say the the line has been because of the generous unemployment benefits that it's a major factor in labor shortages. Americans want to work. Americans want to work.
1: Just talking points. That's where this guy always falls into. Does. He's an idiot, folks. He's not a smart man. I, I, I know that he's the president of the United States and the Democrats have created this whole fiction around him for, why are we supposed to be impressed by this guy again? Because he was Obama's vice president? Oh, okay. That's really, that's really a game changer. Uh, this is not somebody who understands macro or microeconomics, not somebody who's ever run a business. This is a guy who has been delivering speeches written by other people and spewing whatever is most popular in the moment as a Democrat for longer than I've been alive. That's what this guy is doing. That's all he knows how to do. He's essentially a talking points machine that goes wherever the polls, wherever the puppet tiers around him tell him to go. That's what Joe Biden does. He's not a leader. He's not a thinker. Now he's the president. It's it's a remarkable state of affairs. Why wouldn't people stay home if they are receiving more pay from the government for doing nothing? And who's to say they're doing nothing? Maybe they've got a, a side hustle going. Maybe they're you know doing some work uh, you know under the table or they're building out their dream job or their dream business or whatever. Who knows? But for a lot of folks who aren't making a ton of money by showing up doing hourly shift work at fast food restaurants or any number of places for a lot of folks. It's a pretty clear uh, it's a pretty clear calculation and it should be clear to anybody. It should be obvious. Word of the day. What happens when you spend trillions of dollars? Well, what, what happens when you spend trillions of dollars? You know, if you were in an economics 101 class, you'd have people who were saying, well, you are debasing your currency. You're debasing your currency. We are led to believe somehow that's not happening. Meanwhile, lumber cost for home building is up. What is it? 300 percent, 400 percent, something like that. Way, way up. Uh, Looks like the stock market right now, which was very high coming into this administration, might have stalled out. And the Wall Street Journal has a piece from earlier today. If inflation is coming, here's what to do about it. Remember, once, once inflation hits and everybody sees it, too late, too late to really uh, make, make it go away, you're going to suffer the consequences of it. But I think we're already seeing it. It's just the government and the people in charge of the levers at the Fed are hiding this. Food prices going up. Home building prices going up. Lumber has already told you there are a number of things where it's hard to hide what's really going on here. And then there's just the overall trajectory of the economy. All Joe Biden had to do, all the Democrats had to do this year for us to have a booming economy was stay the heck out of the way. It's all they had to do. Just just get out of the way. And by get out of the way, I mean, also stop all the neuroses and all the craziness with continued lockdowns and your mask obsession and all this stuff. Just let businesses go do their business and let the American people come back to their lives and their work. But no, Democrats want they want to meddle. They want to control. They want to dictate and they want to spend. So there are these these intersecting uh, levels of obviousness that we are seeing right now. And yes, we have we have gas lines. We have inflation fears. We have a stalled economic recovery. We have uh, a Biden administration that is not a surprise to any of us who were paying attention and have been paying attention to what the Democrat Party has become and also what Joe Biden was saying during the campaign. And yes, the, the, the recovery is stumbling. Why is that happening? Because of Joe Biden's policies. This couldn't be any easier You have an economy that is going through an artificial government mandated recession because of covid. And made it worse with the lockdowns than it would have otherwise been. Yes, there would have been some restriction on on economic activity from people who were scared and not going out as much. But a lot of this was a function of government policy. And it was arbitrary, as we know, and it was dumb in so many cases. Florida did not shut down. Its economy is better off, has been better off than states like California, New York, Texas, you've sort of come to the party a little late with Florida, but you're you're doing better than obviously other states are. But all you have to do if you're this administration is stop messing things up. But no, they think they're helping. This is the classic trap of the authoritarian Democrat mindset. They believe they're making things better when all the indicators we can see are that Dumbass Democrats with Biden leading the pack are making everything worse. They are making it worse. They are extending and prolonging the pain of lockdowns. They are making people concerned about the value of the dollar and about what taxes and not just corporate taxes, but all kinds of different changes to the IRS code are going to do to our economy. This is what we face now. We can all see it. And it was all obvious from the beginning to anybody who pays attention, who knows history and believes that one plus one equals two. Turns out that shutting down infrastructure projects like the Keystone XL pipeline for ideological reasons is a really short sighted and stupid thing to do. Turns out that spending trillions of dollars sounds great to the people that are going to get all kinds of goodies from it, but. To the overall economy, it's a disaster. When you pay people more to stay home than to work, guess what they do? I mean, this does any of the surprise. Oh, when you defund police. Turns out you get a lot more violence on the streets. Gee, who could have seen that coming? Oh, that's right. Absolutely everybody. This stuff is obvious to anyone who is not delusional. But the Democrats are the party of delusion.
3: We don't see um, much evidence that the extra unemployment uh, insurance is a major driver in uh, people not rejoining the workforce. We actually see the data uh, and uh, our analysis shows that uh, lack of vaccination, the lower rate, which is why I referred to the data in the week that it was taken, it has an impact. Child care has an impact. Schools reopening has an impact. But there is also the need to pay a livable working wage. And that's one of the reasons The president will talk about that this afternoon.
0: But as Bank of America economists who are cited in a Bloomberg story say, anybody making less than $32,000 a year is better off financially just taking the unemployment benefit. So is the White House creating an incentive just to stay home.
3: Well, again, uh, the majority of economists uh, internally and ex- externally of the White House don't feel that unemployment insurance, something that was done um, at a time where to help unemployed people get through a very difficult economic downturn during a pandemic, is a, dr- is the, a major driver in, uh, in our unemployment data.
1: Notice how the absurd mediocrity Jen bomb. immediately does this appeal to authority instead of engaging with the question that Peter Ducey of Fox News, who it's a great it's a great gig, folks, to be the one person in the West Wing. And I know there's probably a few others. I don't know if one America is over there these days or anyone, else, but to basically be the one guy with real access who gets to be a journalist. (laughs) Isn't that amazing? You get to ask real questions. You get to push for information and hold the administration to account. Speak truth to power, right? These are things that all journalists say they do when really they show up in the West Wing and they give Biden the equivalent of a foot massage every day. I mean, it it should be embarrassing to them, but they know that this is what is necessary for their careers and also for the ideologically. This is where they are. This is what they actually believe should happen right so while this is a total abdication of journalistic integrity I, it's also deeply boring from the journos as i said the only member of the white house press corps who ever asks a real question seems to be Deucey for fox news and you can almost hear the groans coming from the supposed guardians of our democracy who sit around them These legacy media journalists might as well be wearing Harris Biden 2024 hats while they sit in the West Wing. I mean, their their fourth estate cosplay, we speak truth to power, is pathetic and groan-inducing. It really is. It's just awful. They're all there pandering for a pat on the head from Sucky Bomb, and they just gush at her every utterance.
0: Oh, it's amazing to finally have somebody who speaks truth from that podium
1: sure yeah that's what's really going on here oh my and that they can engage on the clear math it's a math question how much does somebody make 40 hours a week for 52 weeks of work how much does somebody or over the course of 52 weeks how much does somebody make with the state and federal unemployment benefits that they are currently getting thanks to the biden administration's enormous spending decisions okay That's why you have restaurants and other businesses who are saying we have an employee shortage. And to say you just have to pay them more. okay, then your hamburger is going to start costing more. They're going to have to pass this on to customers. This is this is just how it works. We all know it. Uh, It's it's remarkable, isn't it? The people who know the least about how to run a business are the ones making the most decisions right now in the government. About businesses, not good, friends, not good. A a major drag on the kinds of hiring and productivity we should be seeing. And then there's this colonial pipeline situation. Uh, There are gas lines already. The colonial pipeline was hit, the largest pipeline in North America. It was hit with a cyber attack ransomware they think it might originate from russia now russia was so scary under trump but now we're gonna have a very different tone about russia right we need to we need to talk to them and we need to figure things out uh but here is biden yesterday addressing this because this people are waiting in lines i mean they're showing up at gas stations i've been seeing the 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 video of this on social media they're showing up at gas stations told there's no gas and this happened to me a few times when I was in West Africa a long time ago where I'd show up at a gas station. And they said there's no gas. Not something you expect to happen in Virginia. South Carolina. You know, you don't, you don't expect to be driving around saying, hold on a second. Uh, you got no gas here? What's going on?
2: Play clip one. Over the weekend, at my direction, the Department of Transportation issued an emergency order to loosen restrictions on truck drivers in order to allow more fuel to be transported by a tanker. We're prepared to take additional steps depending on how quickly the company is able to bring its pipeline back to full operational capacity. The Federal Bureau of Investigation has determined Colonial's network was infected by ransomware, and it's a criminal act, obviously. FBI released details of the attack uh, so others can take steps to prevent being infected. My administration takes issue uh, this uh, takes this very seriously. We have efforts underway with the FBI, and DOJ, Department of Justice, to disrupt and, and uh, prosecute ransomware criminals. And my administration will be pursuing a global effort of ransomware attacks by transnational criminals who often. Use global money laundering networks to carry them
1: out. No, they don't have time. They don't have resources to track down global money laundering and ransomware attacks against critical U.S. infrastructure. They have insurrectionists to find. Why? We need to go find all the insurrections. That's what the FBI is focused on. Oh, and the CIA, as you know, is focused on other things these days, too, than getting the best people. Another CIA video came out that was pretty remarkable on recruiting and who they're trying to recruit. Uh, but on the colonial pipeline cyber attack, nobody really takes Joe Biden seriously when he says there will be consequences for this. No, oh, maybe we should have a government that focuses on what is important and what is necessary, like cyber infrastructure protection. And this is within the national security realm. Right. So I'm not just picking one random issue and saying, why not this when it's something else? No. How much have you heard Biden talk about climate change as an existential threat? Versus how much have you heard him talk about the need for not only pipeline cybersecurity, more pipelines? Oh no, that's right. He X'd out the Keystone XL. I am a former CIA analyst. You might know that if you listen to the show, you're following him at work, but it's been a long time, and I haven't been in the agency in years. Going on a decade now, because I've been doing radio for almost ten years. So I can tell you what it was like then and that it's clearly just continued in this trend of wokeness that so many other corporations and entities and government agencies have. But just when you thought maybe they would have a little bit of a change in their approach, the official CIA YouTube account put out this video. This is a recruitment and and PR video. But here's the kind of stuff that that they're now promoting at the Central Intelligence Agency, which I'll tell you, because I'm honest about this stuff. There's a lot of paperwork and lattes at the CIA. You know, there's there's a lot of sitting in meetings and you got a lot. you got a lot of people with uh, soft, stubby fingers worried more about their overtime and, you know, how soon they can get on the highway to get back home to. You know their their sixty sixty minute drive to get in or whatever I mean it, it's it's not as glamorous and sexy as the james Bond stuff i can I, you already knew that, but I'm just telling you there is some really interesting stuff that goes on there there if you want to do cool stuff in the CIA, it is possible, but you will constantly be surrounded by people that don't want that, that think that excellence is suspect. That's the best way I can put it to you. And that being mission first in a, in a real way is something that makes people uncomfortable. You're supposed to go along with the bureaucracy. And because it is a bureaucracy, you have a lot of authoritarian leftists who spend all their time policing Hatch Act violations. Oh, you said you like Ronald Reagan as a joke in a meeting. You're not allowed to do that. You know, and, and just generally harassing you. So that's really the mentality that you see in a a lot of the ages. It's just true. There are leftists that run the CIA leftists that run the state department. And I'm sorry, but it's the truth. And actually, no, I'm not sorry. The leftist mentality is inherently uh, not as patriotic as it should be. And in many cases, anti-patriotic. And I know that's tough to hear because there are a lot of these federal agencies and institutions where you'd think, shouldn't we have super patriots working there? We should, but we don't. A lot of people that believe in critical race theory, a lot of people that focus on diversity and inclusion as the primary mission. You know, you've seen some of this stuff even, even in the United States military now. Hurting military combat readiness because of a politically correct agenda. And, you know, they'll trot out someone, they'll get some four-star, or some retired four-star, even worse. We're just politicians. And they're all just trying to get on the board of Raytheon. So do you, do you think that, They're really worried about whether we're going to win the next war or they worried about their stock options and being corporate friendly. Uh, These are speaking, speaking the truth, friends. I know some people don't want to hear it. A lot of you are nodding your heads, though, especially if you actually served. You're saying, yep, a lot of politicians with stars on their shoulders, just the way it is. And the same thing is it's even more true at the agency. It's even more true at the CIA. You got a bunch of leftists running around who view the CIA as because it has a, a reputation for a a kind of intellectual elitism, which is largely undeserved. Again, I'm just I'm telling you the truth about these places. It's very hard to get a job at the CIA. And I was stunned by how much mediocrity there was there. There was there were also there were pockets of excellence. So and there are people and, and I, I have to say this because I don't want you to get the wrong impression you know, 10% of that building do 90% of the work and are the reason why you can sleep safely at night, so to speak. And I, I don't just mean CIA. I mean the whole intel community and and anybody working uh, in it more broadly. You know, it's it's 1 in 10 people that are just there to do the job and stop the bad guys and beat our opponents. And then it's, I'd say, 6 out of 10 who are just showing up do what they're told, get a paycheck. And then three out of 10 are Bernie Sanders loving leftists who think that the intelligence community is racist unless it focuses first and foremost on diversity and inclusion. I mean, it's a big chunk, a big chunk. And, and you see this from the uh, latest Humans of CIA video put out from their official CIA account. This is a guy who's a, an, an agency librarian, which is a thing, there are there is a the library in the CIA. Here's what he talks about his view of
0: being a member of the CIA mission. I always struggled with the idea that I might not be able to discuss my personal life at work. Imagine my surprise when I was taking my oath at CIA and I noticed a rainbow on then director Brennan's lanyard, which I later learned was designed by Engel, one of the many employee resource groups here at the agency. I remember being stunned. Since then, however, I've learned that far beyond the resource groups, inclusion is a core value here. Officers from the top down work hard to ensure that every single person, whatever their gender, gender identity, race, disability, or sexual orientation, can bring their entire self to work every day.
1: Yeah, that's what's really important here. Talking about bringing your gender identity to work with you every day, not stopping the Chinese from dominating the globe or stopping the Russians from shutting down our pipelines, stealing all of our intellectual property. Uh, you know, I, I'm just wondering, at, at what point is it too much? Can we all agree that we just, that, that it is human nature and it is in fact a moral position to, in, in, in certain jobs, I'm not going to say all jobs because people will fight with me over that. Fine. In some jobs, you really just want the person who has the greatest competency. You want the greatest competency possible. You say, What's an example of this? You are going to find out in a week whether your spouse survives a very serious uh, brain surgery because of an aneurysm. Do you care if the brain surgeon is somebody who got the job? because of diversity and inclusion? Or do you want somebody who got the job because that person had the highest possible MCATs, the m- highest uh, ratings as a resident and then, you know, in their specialty and, you know, what do you want? And I would put to you that the, the CRT lunatics would say it's, it's racism if you don't agree that we still should take into account a person's gender identity, skin color, or anything else in this process. Or, you know, that it's an ism of some kind, racism, sexism, transphobia. I don't care. I'm, I'm telling you, if, if it is the true and objective belief that a, a person who is a, a transgender female living a polyamorous lifestyle from... You know, where from they name, any country in the world, if that individual is the best brain surgeon for my loved one, I swear to you on on all that is holy. That is who I would want operating on my spouse. But what I don't want is, you know, uh, you know, the, the super genius doctor named, you know, John, you know, John Smith or something. To be pushed aside because, you know, we, we got to have a we got to have more inclusive brain surgery residencies here at the hospital. And no, I, that that's and that's a central that's a central fight, a central challenge now in society and people, white liberals on this issue are enormous frauds because they'll look at you right in the eye and say, no, no, it's not. That's not right. I don't I don't agree with that. I think it's not true that you can't have the absolute best while changing standards for diversity and inclusion reasons. They, they will fight you on this. But this is this forces you to believe something that is illogical. If all that matters is competency, that's the end of the sentence. That's the end of the conversation. If competency plus diversity and inclusion is what matters, you can't say that all that matters is competency. This is, this is just a, a simple function of logic. But as we see with so many other things, with Democrats and leftists, logic is the enemy. Reason, truth is in fact the enemy of building the society that they think is more equitable. And that's how you have at the CIA people who are, are announcing how proud they are of the fact that the CIA is now recruiting people with an eye to making sure that they have a broad representation of of gender identities and 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 that there's a a, I always want to know what is the proper what is the proper balance of, of racial and ethnic diversity in a federal institution like the CIA because quotas remember quotas are not allowed. Because then that's too it's too clear that you're going to make decisions to hit those numbers. You can't have quotas. But so then what's what's the proper amount of diversity? And people who say this is just a principle that doesn't influence hiring decisions are either ignorant or wrong. They absolutely influence hiring decisions. Um, and, And I've seen I've had conversations. I had conversations actually with a person who was in the federal government who was trying to get rid of an employee. But that employee fell in a protected category. And it's basically impossible. And, and, and that person told me if I had done the things that the person in the protected category had as a federal employee. Oh, my butt would have been terminated a long time ago. This is the reality of what is going on. And I'm bringing it up because, you know, you, you may think that, OK, we could we can sacrifice the CIA and the intelligence community to the PC gods and still be OK as a country. You feel that way about. The military, because that's happening too. You feel that way about, as I said, brain surgeons, uh, modern medicine, where the difference between the very best and just okay is actually the difference between life and death. I, I think that this is where we we have to really push back and understand what kind of a country we want to live in, what kind of a society we want going forward. We want a place that rewards competency regardless of race, gender identity or any other characteristic, um, which is going to mean that, yes, you're, you're going to have people who are from minority groups, uh, from different you know, people who are who are uh, trans people, who are members of the LGBTQ community, who are at the absolute top of their fields and will know everybody will know that there's no other considerations involved. And so we can all understand, we can all agree that competency is the driving factor. Or we can have one where the left gets to play their social engineering games and people suffer. National security suffers. Military readiness suffers. We we see there's plenty of evidence about this. They don't fight back. uh, They don't fight this this critique with evidence, though. They fight it with slanders. You're a racist, you're a bigot, you're a misogynist, you're a transphobe, whatever it may be. They just attack people to silence them. Feels pretty Stalinist. And if you look at the history of the Soviet Union, for example, uh, you'll see that Stalin's fixation on power at the expense of those who were competent below him led to some pretty disastrous stuff when the Soviets were actually facing a determined enemy like The Germans got when when you hollow out your officer corps because you're executing everybody all the time. Turns out your competency takes a nosedive. And that was a major problem that Stalin faced, uh, certainly in in the well, in honestly, both world wars. Uh, But he wasn't in charge in the first one. So that's something to keep in mind as well, that competency has long term implications in a society and by the time we figure out, oh, wow, you mean the Chinese are just building the most effective intelligence and military apparatus possible and not sitting around giving people diversity lectures? Be too late when the left figures that out.
0: I think these whether the people that are complaining that he's going to be on Senate Live, I think what's going on now is like they want someone to be 100 percent compliant to whatever ideology they're a part the of. The woke ideology. And any deviation of that is problematic. Whether it's because they think, like I saw an article that said Elon Musk donated 150 million dollars to some charity, and they called him a cheapskate. It's hilarious. How hilarious is that? Well, wait till they see when I'm a billionaire. I'm talking <laughs> about, get ready for this cheapskate. <laughs> <laughs> no, my brother. But it's it was such a it was a, such a article. It's just a poorly written knucklehead article. Uh, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's again like you say, no one can be woke enough. You know, I'm torn because I like a warrior for a good cause, but I'm really in the tactics. You're not going to nag people into behaving, right? In a way that's, you know, in fact, if if you continue with this tone, even if you're right, you'll be very hard to hear.
1: You can never be woke enough. I think that's important for everyone to know and to hear you can never be woke enough you can never be enough of a Fauciite you can never align yourself enough with the goals of the left to be truly secure because it is all about power it is not about principle and if you have to be fed into the machinery if the cancel culture wood chipper you know has has space for you it's going to be a rough day and I see this all over the place now in the media where people are they're no longer funny, they're no longer dynamic, they're no longer interesting because they can't be because they're so worried all the time. And when you bring this up, you'll have shrill idiot leftists who, you know, throw around their their credentials from some who gives a crap uh undergrad institution or maybe even Columbia Journalism School as though that that Indicates they have some wisdom or something special to add to the conversation who say that there is no cancel culture. There's only accountability culture. They'll say these stupid, smug things as if, once again, what is obvious is, in fact, not even true to them. I mean, I I think these things are, are any human being who's paying attention can figure out that there's something really stifling and bad going on in America today. And it is coming from the left They want censorship. They want big tech doing their dirty work. They want to ruin people's lives as part of just their intoxication with power in our culture and in our politics. And you have the people that are on that side will look at you and say, oh, I don't even know what you're talking about. That's not even happening. You just don't want to be held accountable for anything. And this is why Elon Musk hosting Saturday Night Live, which is a garbage show with untalented people, just is. I would watch it if it were good. I used to watch The Daily Show back in the day when Jon Stewart hosted, even though he was a smug leftist propagandist, but he was good at it. SNL's not even good at being a bunch of woke crybabies. They were lucky that Elon spent five minutes with them. More and more people figuring out that what I've been saying for a while about the need to go back to normal is critical, including even some Democrats and leftists these days. And, and going back to normal as individuals, but also as businesses is essential. I want to see small businesses having a renaissance this year, and I want to do everything I can to help. So if you have a small business, you need to check out Bambi, because when you're running a business, HR issues can kill you. You've got wrongful termination suits, minimum wage requirements, labor regulations, and HR manager salaries aren't cheap. An average of $70,000 a year. Bambi, spelled B-A-M-B-E-E, was created specifically for small business. You can get a dedicated HR manager, craft HR policy, and maintain your compliance all for just $99 a month. With Bambi, you can change HR from your biggest liability to your biggest strength. Your dedicated HR manager is available by phone, email, or real-time chat. From onboarding determinations, they customize your policies to fit your business and help you manage your employees day-to-day all for just $99 a month. This is a month-to-month service, no hidden fees. You can cancel anytime. But you didn't start your business because you wanted to spend time on HR compliance. Let Bambi help. Get your free HR audit today. Go to Bambi.com slash buck right now to schedule your free HR audit. That's B-A-M-B-E-E dot com slash buck. Bambi.com slash buck.
0: We can't mandate people do certain things, but we can certainly give them the best advice possible. And the guidance that the federal government has put out is for your safety. Wearing a mask, getting vaccinated, crucial. If you haven't done either, or if you're not doing either one of those two, you're in real trouble. But if you've been vaccinated, you're obviously far safer. We still want you to be as safe as possible. That's why the indoor policy should still be masking. But clearly, if you've been vaccinated fully and you're with folks who are also vaccinated, John, the risk does diminish dramatically. But again, to be safe, you could end up being a carrier, not know it. And if somebody hasn't been vaccinated or doesn't wear a mask, guess what? There's still that potential of getting COVID.
1: HHS Secretary Becerra is just another Uh, blathering buffoon here. You know, we, we never have government officials from the Biden administration even talking about how many people have already gotten COVID, how many people have been vaccinated. And so what they're insisting on is that you have at least 200 million people. It's probably more like 250 million people at this point should have no concerns whatsoever about this virus. They could still get it. I understand it's possible, but it's just unreasonable to continue to live in fear of this right just just do the numbers 30 percent of the country is fully vaccinated right now a little over 30 percent. so that's 100 million people now i can't tell you how many of the of those who have been infected are also those who have been vaccinated there's going to be some crossover but you've had at least 150 million people who have had the virus so you got to be at half the country has no reasonable 150 million people has no reasonable fear, should have no reasonable fear of this whatsoever. It's probably more like 200 million. So two thirds of the country is basically fine. This is just back of the envelope math, but you can do it yourself. They tell you that 34%, I think, is the number I saw this week are vaccinated. And they will tell you that uh, or, or they're they're by their own figures, 30 million infections, they're catching maybe one in five. That's 150 million infections over the course of the pandemic. Uh, so you're at 100 billion vaccinations, 150 million infections, at least 50 million more people with natural immunity than have infections. So we're getting to a big chunk of the country that doesn't have to worry about this anymore. But they want us all to worry about it. All of you have to mask, all of you have to do these things. You know, it's just, it's not working. It's not smart. uh, And they want to continue this. You think that vaccine passports have gone away? No, the HHS. Remember, this is Health and Human Services. This is uh, an agency that has weight to throw around on this issue. HHS Secretary Becerra is saying that, you know, maybe we do have to ban people from buildings who have not gotten the shot. Play eight.
0: How do we get to a point where we get everyone to be as safe as possible? You know, it was always difficult to get people on motorcycles to wear helmets for their own safety. It was tough at times to get people to wear seatbelts for their own safety. What we're simply saying is the, the best guidance from those who are the experts in healthcare is be as safe as possible by wearing a mask, even if you're vaccinated. But yeah, if you're vaccinated, you're around people who are vaccinated, clearly you're gonna be far better off It's a matter of just it's a matter of being using common sense, John. Uh, And I can't tell you more than that, other than we want every American to be safe and we want every American to get vaccinated. And the more we do that, the more we can say every American can stop having to worry about wearing a mask.
1: So is it a choice or are you making us because you're making us, but you're pretending it's a choice? And is it based on data or is it based on your unreasonable fear and your desire for control? Which one is it, Becerra? That's what you really should ask the Biden administration. They can't have it both ways. You know, we're just encouraging you to be safer. No, you're not. You're making us. You try to get on an airplane right now without a mask. uh, They will remove you and they will ban you from that airline forever, they say. And they'll point to the federal government. You know, who's really responsible for this, too? Are businesses afraid of being fined or being sued? Or do businesses really want to harass every every uh, customer who comes in to wear a mask at this point? Which one is it? Just wondering. They don't have an answer for you. It's it's stunning um, to watch this play out. And they've ignored all they've ignored all of what we saw over the wintertime. Remember, why do we go to two masks in January? Why did that really happen? If you believe it happened because they did some new, really high end testing on double masking, you're just not very smart. Why did they do it? We all know, you know, you're listening to this show because masks were not working the way they told us they would. That's it. It's obvious. They can yell at me and say everything else they want. What they're going to do now is say that, you know, there was a time when they would tell us that masks were more effective than even the vaccine. Remember, the CDC director said that. I would even say that this mask is more effective than a vaccine. Redfield, the guy was a moron. Uh, But he said that in front of Congress, no less, which is idiotic. Yeah. Do I think that, you know, masks may end up preventing something like, you know, or or may be useful in one percent of case reduction or something along the lines that we've actually seen from mask mandates? That's what they think. And that's within the margin of error, as you know, maybe is it worth it to harass the entire country and put us all through this for that? No, it is not. It's not. That's the problem. See, that, that's the difference in approach to all this. You know, they say, oh, well, you don't listen. I, I had to mask up in New York here all the time. Did it? Didn't Didn't end up with anything other than me getting COVID. Right? <laughs> I got COVID. So, oh, but it's going to protect you. It's going to protect you. No, it didn't. It didn't. Um, And there's a reason why this was not policy for dealing with uh, dealing with respiratory viruses until until 2020. We all know that, too. Right. It's so obvious that nobody thought this was obvious until like five minutes ago. Yeah. Think it through, folks. We all know. We all see. Even uh, on this issue, Lemon and Cuomo over at CNN. Oh, wait! I got to tell you, this is great. You know, CNN has lost. As of I think it was last Friday, the most recent or this past Friday's ratings, they've lost two thirds of their audience from January. You, you just you, you can't watch these complete frauds who have nothing interesting to say, who, who have no insights to offer whatsoever. I mean, they're just what they would call in the UK newsreaders, really. And you know, they read off the prompter. They ask a couple of dumb questions. They tell the audience what they think they want to hear. It's not interesting. I mean, it's deeply boring to watch people try to prop up the Biden administration. I think that is clear. I think that's obvious. And that's what we're seeing. That is what is playing out uh, before us here. And so even even Democrats are at least going to MSNBC. They want the real unadulterated leftist radical perspective on America, right? They They, they want the actual activist, socialist left ethos reflected in their news, which they get from MSNBC. It's crazy, but at least there's an honesty to it. Whereas at CNN, they're still, oh, we're just journalists. We're just journal. We're just providing you with the truth. And any moment now, there could be another insurrection. You got to be scared. Mask up and get ready for the insurrection. It's just, just bad content. It's not worth listening. You don't learn anything. It's certainly not true, but that's what they do over there. Plenty of it. Lemon and Cuomo agreeing, though, that this whole keep doing all the dumbass stuff we have to do, even after you're fully vaccinated, this is a big problem. You don't say. Play six.
0: If you're going to say, I believe in the science and the scientists, then now on this side of the pandemic, then you must believe in the science and scientists as well. I agree who are saying to you, if you're fully vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask outside. If you want to travel, you can, wear a mask, follow the protocols. But it is 99.99 or whatever percent chances that you won't get you won't get COVID then you should trust in that science as well and get back to your life. I could walk out of here and get hit by a bus. I'm, I want to live my life. I want to see my loved ones. So can we get back to some semblance of normalcy? And we cannot be afraid to go back into normal Our society. I'm with you, but I will defies let me argue one it point defies for logic.
2: I'll argue one point for your mom. Okay. Mm, yep. This messaging about the vaccine has not been mm-hmm. good enough. They still make you feel like it's not like every other vaccine that you've ever had in your life
0: where you may still get it. You should still wear a mask. You can still have enough to be contagious. You can still spread it. You know, I get why people like your mom and my mom did not
2: feel the confidence that we were supposed to have in getting this vaccine messaging. And I still don't think they're allowing the numbers and the science to rule, and they're giving
0: people with vaccines even more latitude, especially yeah. now that you have people who don't want to get it.
1: I know I just trashed CNN and they deserve it, but what they said here is pretty much correct. <laughs> so I'm just going to, you know, I always tell you credit words too. Yes, yes, this is idiocy. Let's call it what it is. Let's be clear about this. Let's not use the terminology they want. This notion that you're supposed to keep on doing this stuff where you're always. Are you afraid of getting measles? Well, you've had the MMR uh, vaccination, most likely. If you went to public school, you certainly had to get. Are are you walk around afraid of getting measles? No. No. And I I understand that what the lockdown left would say is, oh, but there's not a lot of measles out there and everything else. Yeah, but that's because people who get the shot don't get measles. It's because it works. That's how we got to this place. So on an individual basis, yes, you don't really have to worry. And yes, on an individual basis, or if you if you look at the numbers, breakthrough infections are not substantial enough to continue to perpetuate this. So it is a reasonable cost to incur to have breakthrough infections of the vaccinated in order to get more people who are willing to get the shot to go back to life faster. But here's the other problem that they won't really talk to you about and they won't say it. The left is not willing, the Democrats, the, the Biden administration is, is not willing to let this go. For those of you who don't ever want to get vaccinated, I know there are a lot of you and there's a sound argument, especially for those who are infected or at low risk. Why should I get vaccinated? Hey, you want to get vaccinated? Go get vaccinated. Why should I have to get vaccinated? Uh, you know, th- this goes right to the, the heart of the issue. They're not going to just let it go, not under this Biden administration. So this fight will continue on in that way. If they really wanted people, though, to get this, uh, to get this shot and get it over with, uh, they would say, "Okay, if you get the shot, you'll go. But then they lose control because a lot of people who won't get the shot will say, well, I've been vaccinated. And that would happen. I'm telling you, I think that on balance, it would be better if those people uh, it would be better if people believed that they had their normal lives back. It also be more scientific and more reasonable to have their normal lives back post vaccination. And then we can deal with, OK, if you don't want to get the shot, let's see what ends up happening. I, I think a lot of I, I think it's greatly overstated that we have to worry about people from this virus who aren't in the high risk category. That's that's really what this comes down to. You know, if we get 90 percent of seniors 65 and over vaccinated, this thing is done for all intents and purposes. We should not even be thinking about this anymore. It's like the flu. It's manageable. We go about our lives. That's a reasonable perspective on this. Instead, we have the fauci insanity, which they're always going to keep moving the goalposts. It's never going to end, folks, unless we make it in.